Hello and welcome to the Surprisingly Music Podcast. I'm Trevor. I'm Taryn. And we are here to review music. Talk about bands that the other recommended from the previous week. Yeah. And I'm I'm drinking during it, so it's going to be a train wreck of a show. So As always. Last week we did the Black Keys album Thick Freakness. That was my choice, so this week it is Taryn's choice. Taryn, what did you choose for us today? I chose a prog rock band which called i just want to say prog rock i thought prog was like prog like the city in in hungary oh. but it means progressive yeah i didn't know that yeah it's woke so prog rock band it is um woke. they are called closure in moscow and the album is pink lemonade all right so when did um, this album come out it came out in 2014 the band started in 2008 they released one EP, an LP, and then Pink Lemonade, the one we're talking about today, which is also another LP. Yeah. So, so this is their most recent release. They're in the studio working yes. on new stuff. So I'm super excited to see what they pull out of their asses next. So Closure in Moscow is an Australian band. Yes. Um, they, they currently live in the UK. Oh, they do? Because yeah. I saw when on my research, I saw that they had uh, moved from Australia to the United States. Maybe they are in the United States. I know they had a lot of issues with their Australian record label, and that's one of the things that pushed them to want to move. And also just the music circuit is a lot better being in Europe Europe. or America. Yeah. So my thing was, how the hell did Taryn hear about this band? So one thing that I like to do uh, with new artists is find go go on their Spotify and see, you know, people who like this also like – you know, and I was going through them like, I've never heard of any of these bands, but they have some weird fucking names. Oh, wait. There's one. Dance Gavin Dance. Oh, really? They showed up as a recommended? Yes, they were one oh, okay. of the, they were at, towards the end. But how um, did you hear about this band? Because this is actually, I, I want to know, because this so, is not your typical stuff. So, um, funny enough, it is. I've known about this band since uh, their first album when I heard the song Sweetheart. I saw them on the 2010 Warp Tour. Because I did see that they were doing a lot of touring yeah. with Coheed and Cambria. Yes, I also saw them tour with Coheed and Cambria. And I heard that their live shows are actually incredible. So good. Okay. Their sound is pristine. Yeah, they, something they, we'll talk about. They definitely like know how to put on and so like a their live their live sound is good. Yeah, like Warp Tour, they definitely did like just traditional like. Song, 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 song. Yeah, because of how Warped Tour is. You yeah. gotta, but like when they were on tour with Coheed and Cambria, it was like a production. It was like they put a lot of thought into like the flow and everything of the show. It was yeah. really entertaining. So, yeah. Um, that's when I first heard about them. Then I kind of just like stopped hearing about them for a long time. And then I was talking to the lovely M. And um, I was like, oh, yeah, have you heard about this band? And they were like, yes, I love Closure in Moscow. And I was like, oh, dope, you know? So kind of got back in the groove of it then. And then when I was thinking of albums to give you, I wanted to get give you something that caught you off guard. This caught me off guard. Hardcore. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> Considering all I've given you is punk and pop punk. Oh, yeah. And I was then like, I God. gave you psychedelic funky i i was like i gotta go to the fucking weed store and get some weed to listen to this <laughs> album holy shit man so that okay that brings us into to the the story of the album this is a narrative album yeah um so that's a big thing with prog rock it's like their albums 
some people, their discography will be a story. Like Coed and Cambria, their whole discography revolves around one ongoing story. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I knew like albums or songs would have like a like a story, like a, a big story. Like yeah, like this is some weird like seventies like you know like weird like the only like reference I can make is that uh, Shire of Frodo from yeah. for Family. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely like sits in that realm of like it's very avant garde. It's very like, like J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah, like very weird. It, it, it very much like questions kind of like what can be storytelling in music like ha- like it questions like how can those two go together yes yeah. which is a band they're inspired by yes who yes what? prog rock band yes oh okay <laughs> they they're called yes is it like fun period yeah. yeah but yeah some of their other inspirations were uh, the Mars Volta, which, like, if you listen to them, it's kind of like... i that name. Yeah. Like, if you listen to them, you're just like, okay, this sounds like, uh, like, the sequel to the Mars Volta. You know, like, it's in the same world, but it's definitely, like, the next step forward. Okay. And then, like, Coed and Cambria, Circus Survive, Rush, Tool, like, all those kind of, like, like, really smart kind of bands. Like, you know, like, people who listen to them are like, oh... You don't like it because you don't get it. You need to be really smart and stuff to understand their music. And it's like, oh, shove a dick up your ass, you fuck. I hate those people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's bullshit. Like, but, the... but like, some of those bands are good. Like, I'm not a fan of Tool. Like, they're interesting. <laughs> their fans but... are horrible. Yeah, they are. They're Tools. <laughs> but anyway, we're not here to talk about those like, fucking loser like... prog bands. No, I just want to talk about Tool real quick. Tool's like... <laughs> Tool fans are like, they made a song using that fucking what was it? Dude, I have no idea. It was idea a math thing. About. Oh, then what was it? I think they used uh, the number E, which I is it was the Fibonacci sequence. Maybe something like that. And it, and the, the Tool fans are just like, they, there's it's, yeah, you have to be so smart. It's like, well, you didn't make the song using that. You know, yeah. Fibonacci sequence or whatever it was. And also... You're um, an idiot. <laughs> imagine being such a loser, you can only make a song with ten chords. <laughs> because if you use the Fibonacci sequence, it's zero through nine, ten different chord yeah. options. There's twelve in a octave. So they didn't even use the full octave. So in other words, tool's garbage. And... <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> they couldn't figure out how to squeeze those last two in there. Well, I mean, it was against the Fibonacci sequence, so, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, this is a storytelling album. Do we want to go into the story of the album um, and then I, go... I can give a brief overview of the plot. Because I, I, I had a hard time following in the song. I had to look it up and see what was going on. And then that made it a lot easier listening to it. Yeah. So, uh, it's about a, a guy who's known as The Fool. Yes. And he's kind of just, like, bumbling through life. He doesn't really know what will make him happy. He's very much, like, at a loss for, like, any sort of joy in life. And he sees life as, like, kind of meaningless. Oh, he's a millennial. Yeah. And <laughs> this alchemist has made this special drink that will, like, help open his eyes to how the world really is. And he'll become enlightened and happy because he'll have truth and, like, purpose in life. So he seeks out this alchemist and drinks it. Which is pink lemonade. Yeah, he drinks the pink lemonade, and he 
and then that's the entire song of Pink Lemonade, his experience first drinking it. Then he wakes up in an alleyway and is like, Well, what? at the end of Pink Lemonade, he runs yeah. into an oracle who mm. fucking sounds sexy as shit. Oh, my God. No, so at high. the end of Pink Lemonade is when he wakes up in the alleyway. He passes out, then the end with the oracle seductress. Uh, he wakes up in the alleyway. Yeah. And she's like coming to this, uh, it's like a club like kind of place. Uh, come inside, you know, y- you'll find like love and happiness you'll in here. You'll find what you're looking for. Yeah. And she presents this young 17 year old, the age of consent in Australia. Um, so let's call it 18, who has all this plastic surgery done. She's done everything she can to look as beautiful as possible because that's what her happiness well, is. Well, her plastic surgery is literally making, made her, pla- her, her skin made of plastic. Yeah. That's the song Neoprene yeah. Byzantine. So she's just a plastic person she's her version of happiness was looking perfect and so that's all she is to him and eventually their relationship comes to an end because she's not a person to him so he treats her with like no actual like merit or value (laughs) so she leaves him (laughs) because like she just looks to him so he gets super depressed starts to search for meaning and he comes across the, how do I pronounce this? The uh, Brahmatron, who is like the all-knowing computer that controls the universe. So it's like the god of the universe, but it's a computer algorithm yeah. that says that there's no free will, there's no choice, there's no anything in the universe. You're basically just computer code. And he gets super depressed and it's like, I would do anything to forget that I know learned this that there is no free will that we're all just part of this equation and then um so the computer he, has a cyborg doesn't it yes <laughs> so it has an army of cyborgs or yes. something or a big giant cyborg yes okay that's the next thing yeah the dinosaur bo- <laughs> boss battle that is yeah. the name of the song everyone yeah. is the dinosaur boss battle yes and a cyborg fights a dinosaur yeah and then he after that concludes... He, he watches it. He Yeah, then he ends up just alone, and he's, like, lost all sense of purpose, and he doesn't know what to do, so he comes across the Church of the Technochrist. Which was the single and, off the album. Yes. Uh, the first of two singles. Uh, Seeds of Gold is... Yeah, Seeds of Gold is the second oh, single okay. that released... Like, they released the music video when the album came out as the second single. And then... Um, so they're like, if you upload your brain in this uh, computer, like you'll find enlightenment and be happy. And they plug him in, starts uploading his brain, and he realizes like what the computer is, and it's actually gonna like suck his soul from him, and he'll be nothing. So he unplugs it. But even though he was like plugged in for a few seconds, it was actually thousands of years. So now he's like far past any sort of timeline he was actually a part of. So now he's sad and depressed again. And then he finally realizes um, if he had never drank the pink lemonade, he'd still be happy. Because he was, he realizes now he was happy before. He just like didn't know what he was looking for. Happiness was just like in day-to-day life. He didn't need some sort of enlightenment. He didn't need like all these things to happen. He could always find happiness. Then he wakes up in the alleyway to uh, the uh, neoprene uh, Byzantine girl. And she's real. 
now. Like, she's a real human person, and he wakes up to her in an alleyway, and she's, like, the embodiment of, like, his enlightenment. And now he realizes, oh, I can be happy. Life can go on, and he wakes up back in the real world. Turns out it was all an acid trip. Pink lemonade is drugs. I hate that. I hate. I didn't know that part. That was that part. I didn't. I didn't find out. And then in Penku Remenado, mm. <laughs> which translates to pink lemonade, Japanese, is basically like the like uh, credits for the album. It, it's kind of like uh, this was a mo- an audio movie. Yeah, and then it's uh, three girls uh, listening to and reviewing the album. Three Japanese girls, and it's the review of the album. Then it pans out like a step further, and it's the th- same three girls reacting to them listening to the album. And they're like, This is kind of a weird cop out that we're just like listening to people listening to an album. And then it pans out further, and it's them being like, Wait, shit, we're still like a part of the simulation in the recording. Then it pans out further, and it's aliens looking over these people saying, like, Humans are such entertaining puppets. <laughs> and then the album fucking ends and you've never done drugs <laughs> this is drugs you listen to this album and you feel like you're on drugs it's wonderful i just i just want to point out the reason we call this our podcast surprisingly sober <laughs> in the first place was because you've never done any sort of drug yeah, or anything I've, like that <laughs> haven't smoked i only, only smoke meat <laughs> I smoked some burgers today. <laughs> yeah, but the just just this is the most trippy album I've ever it's, listened to. It's a bananas ride. It is a bananas ride. So let's get into it. Each song, yeah. Let's get into each song. So the number one song is the introduction to the, the story. F- oh the wait, f- we didn't go through the. Li- uh, it's fine. We'll we're gonna go through it yeah. here and kind of talk yeah. about each song. Yeah. So the fool. That is the one, one that introduces the main character. It is the most fun song on the album. It's only like a minute, 30 seconds. It's a minute and 30 seconds. It is a fun song. It starts with like nature sounds and it's kind of yeah. slow and you're like, what is this ASMR bullshit? And then it like rec- record scratch and yeah. then boom. It's like, like it and then gets like it's super fun. fun, jaunty kind of like. Yeah. He, so he, the, the singer, I love the singer. Dude, his voice. His voice is so great. If you saw him, you'd probably like him less. He looks like hipster Jesus him. with the flower crown. And it actually is exactly what I thought it was. <laughs> so I actually loved it even more. Fucking grow that flower, you, you flower just, crown, You boy. just love that you were right. Yeah. Who doesn't? I love that I was wrong. No, you fucking didn't. Eat a dick. I don't know. I'd love to find out I was wrong about Valerie cheating on me. Unfortunately, that'll. All right, we'll bring that back on surprisingly sober. (laughs) Yeah, check us out on surprisingly sober. We go into Terrence's fucking love life. Where we already have. But yeah, so and then like I love how it kind of like dials it back for a second, then it gets like really chaotic sounding. Yeah, and like that was like kind of like reflecting of like his life is spiraling down, and he hates his life, kind of like feel. Like, you know, I was like, even talking about the music, not the story. We were talking about well, I mean, I'm, like, I'm talking about how the music ties in the story. Like, yeah. how it goes, like, into this, like, just super atonal, fast, like, just smashing away on the instruments. I love the gospel kind of, like, callback kind of a, a oh, thing yeah, where the, he would, like, the, say like, something. Oh, yeah, the, like, gang vocals. Is that what it's called? 
gang I, vocals? I think so. I, I don't think it's know. more like a choir, like you know, like yeah. He he would say something, and then like the gospel. Then it was kind of like, like kind of like you know clapping, like yeah, they, group they, of women singing sound. They were like, in the back, and you're like, yeah, 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 do what you do. Yeah, something, you know. Yeah, dude, I fucking love the. Folk. I love that. I would shit. love a five minute version of that song. It's a great song. Yeah. The fool is a great song. Yeah. Um, now the next song, Pink Lemonade. That is the title track. Second one in. We've already gotten to it. We're done. Yeah, for all credits. Yeah. It's the end of the um, show. I mean, technically, he does wake up in the alleyway at the end of that song. He just wakes up in the dream alleyway. So, Pink Lemonade. Um, it starts out slow, but it picks it up. It's a pretty yeah. vivacious song. Oh, yeah. Um, it's eight minutes and 14 seconds. I got a problem with that. <laughs> I, got a, I got a big problem like, with that. W- did you see the runtime like right away or did you just kind of sit there and realize like i've when, been listening to this song for a while when i realized that this was three different songs in one yeah i was like are you fucking kidding me yeah because it's a big it's a vivacious song but then it slows down for a yeah. little bit and yeah. then it picks back up that is slows down. and then it slows down and i'm like okay i don't like that i don't yeah. like i like key changes tempo changes things like that but not where they're completely separate Oh, yeah, you could easily break up all of the long songs on this album into This could be a 20, 25 song album. Yeah. And there's only, I mean, like, fucking 12, 13? 11 songs, including uh, the outro track. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's an eight-minute long song. That's my only problem with it. I don't like the slow parts. They're done well. Yeah, like they are done well, but they're just a little too slow for me, it, and like too like what is going like, on? Like the slow parts purely serve as a storytelling. Like yes, it's like narration in a movie. Yes, I yeah. I agree with that it changes the mood to get ready for for the next thing that's about yeah. to be said. Um, now that brings us to the next song, Neoprene Byzantine. Probably one of my favorites on the album. My fucking review of it is fucking let's go, baby. Yeah. That is my review of it. it that is it a is. fucking yeah. banger of a song. Yeah. Not my favorite on the album. Not though. your favorite, though. No. I, I think I know which one's your favorite. I know keep... you're going to know which one is my favorite. Seeds of Gold is the next one. Is that your favorite? It is one of my favorites. Okay. Uh, I was going to be surprised if it was your favorite. Seeds of um, Gold, man. That is a funky motherfucker. It's their most popular song. Like, yeah. from their whole discography. What a, really? Yeah. With good reason. It's fucking awesome it's funky man i like yeah. it it's got that it's got um it's just really fucking good it's a good song it's three minutes 41 seconds so it's a normal yeah. fucking length yeah it's it's a radio ready song that's probably why it's one of the more popular ones it's it's uh what the fuck did i write there i don't even know what i wrote in my notes catchy disco yeah <laughs> donkey that, that sums it up pretty well. There's a there's a word after disco, and I think it's donkey, but I don't know. Catchy disco donkey. That yeah, is how like, I it's a super, song. like, it's very much the pop song of the album. Yes. It's yeah. the pop song of the album. I, I like it. That's it's, why I was really surprised that uh, Church of the Techno Christ was the uh, original song. Because this one just has, like, first song, uh, first single of the album written all over it. It is such yeah. a single song. It is. It is a yeah. single song because when you listen to it, it stands alone too. Yeah. It definitely does not like 
it, it fits in with the rest of the story, but it stands but you out don't, from the but rest you don't of the story. need the story around it for it to be good. exactly. Yeah, you don't need the story. We're like dinosaur right. boss battle. You can't you can't just listen to dinosaur boss battle. <laughs> You're right. You can't listen to dinosaur boss battle. <laughs> Let's uh, let's go to the next song. The next song. Speaking of a hot garbage dump fire, the Brahmatron song. You didn't like the Brahmatron song? Okay, it's a fun song. It's a fun song for the first minute. Um, and it's and it's like I don't really know what's going on, but I'm grooving to it. Yeah. And then holy fucking shit, it slows down. This is a nine and a half minute song. For five minutes, it goes into the weirdest fucking strange. I've never done acid. <laughs> I've never done acid. And I don't want to now. After listening to this. If this is an acid trip. <laughs> I do not want to do nine minute acid trip of your life. Holy fucking shit, man. Um, like, it's definitely. It starts out great. The fucking opening like first minute, two minutes is a fun yeah. song. I don't know what's going on. It's not, you know. It's definitely. It's groovy. The most like avant-garde song of the album where it's just like they're doing weird shit. It's fucking weird. It song. is weird. Yeah. It is weird. But but I shit on it. I shit on it. But it is done perfectly. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. It's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. But there is nothing wrong with it. Musically, I can appreciate it. Yeah. It's it's very good. Dude, like, I don't know how they hit, like, the nail on the head so well with making such a long narrative album, but they fucking nailed it. Yeah. So it let's... is, like, I, like, when I was go when I was trying to pick this album, I was going through the track list, I saw that the song was nine and a half minutes, and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> It's it's but a, then I listened to the album and I was like, yeah, this is what I'm gonna choose for so this week. So yeah, so the Brahmatron song, that's the computer. Yeah. Um I don't like computer how many God. times he said the Brahmatron in the song. Yeah. It's like we get it, that's the name of the fucking Yeah. Like we get it. I mean when you're writing a nine minute song, you yeah. get <laughs> it's almost like you could have made it shorter. <laughs> it's like, He's telling a story. Mm, could have said Brahmatron a lot less. So anyway, um, the oh yeah, I know it's the Brahmatron song, Darren. I know that he said it so many times, so many. The Brahmatron song. <laughs> Fuck. There is a point in the song where someone is in the background yelling Brahmatron song. Oh my god! I All almost right. shut it off and texted you <laughs> and told you to go fuck yourself when I heard that. When I heard someone in the battle yelling the Bravatron, I was like, "Fuck off!" All right, we're up to the dinosaur boss battle. The name of the song is Dinosaur Boss Battle. I don't know how many times I have to say that. The name of the song is Dinosaur <laughs> Boss Battle. It's the most like Nintendo video, DS video game of the album. Yeah. It's super video gamey. So I want to talk about how it starts off with like a burbling swamp. You hear like a burbling swamp. And then it starts off with someone saying, Dear Swamp Ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dear Swamp Ass. I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> what the fuck? 
Dear Slope. You know, I don't know much of like the plot of this song and uh, the next song because I just don't get it. <laughs> I didn't get it either. This song, yeah. <laughs> Dear Swamp Ass Dinosaur Boss Battle, is six minutes and twenty seconds. Yeah. Of just swamp ass. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in this song, man. Yeah, it it was fun though. Like, it was fun. It like it started off slow, but it picked it up. It picks up. Yeah, and and I I, I could get into it. Like yeah, yeah. but like, like lyrically, like just like the plot of the song, I had no idea what was going. I on had for... to pause it and look up the lyrics to see if he actually said "dear swamp ass," and he does. Yeah. Why? Didn't you read the rest of the lyrics? <laughs> I just started laughing so fucking hard. <laughs> so, yes, um, dinosaur boss battle. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a fucking weird song, man. Yeah. Six minutes of definitely uh, and twenty ex- seconds. Yeah, exploring what you can put in a song. A lot of nature sounds in this fucking album. Yeah, didn't you see what he looked like? He had a flower crown in one of the pictures I saw of him. Oh, I didn't see the flower crown. Oh, yeah. Do you want me to try and pronounce this next one? Um, yeah, because you'll have just as good a guess as me. Mm, that's probably better. Mauer Bauer Trauerig Kite. Yeah, that's about what I was thinking. Mauer Bauer Trauerig Kite. That is a... Uh, that is a... That is one uh, word. I th- seven minutes twenty five seconds is how long the song is. I saw them perform this perform this song live, and he just said Mauer Bauer before he went into it. He oh, because he because the, the fucking the thing is not in the the song. the The word is not in the song. Well, no, like he he just said this one's called Mauer Bauer, and then started playing. Yeah, because he doesn't even know how to pronounce Probably it. Probably not. Mauer Bauer rig <laughs> kite. Um. Oh, so this one starts a little melancholy. This is yeah. a very, like, I'm sad. Well, it's because... He's depressed. We get it. Well, like, he found himself alone in the universe, and there's, like, nothing else. He's just alone with this horrible knowledge that he just attained from the Brahmatron song. Uh, <laughs> he just gained this horrible knowledge, and now he's just, like, walking alone through the world. So it's a bit of a downer, you know? But it gets groovy. It gets it's got it's got a groove. Oh yeah. That's the one thing about this album is it's groovy, man. Oh yeah, you you can you can definitely like and button. and like people may you overuse the word or don't know how to use the word groovy correct, but this is groovy. Yeah. This is this the, is a groovy dude. This album. is if this came out during like the sixties seventies, this would have been the biggest album of like fucking all oh, yeah. time. People would be losing their mind over, like, losing the true meaning shit. behind, like, <laughs> every little detail. What's the true meaning of dino boss battle? That's how I wrote it down, because I didn't want to write dinosaur, because I forgot how to spell dinosaur. Is it A-U or is it U-A? No one gives a shit. They're dead. Okay. Um, Next one the is... The single, Church the of the Technocrist. Church of the Technocrist. Six minutes and... 46 seconds of Technocrist. Th- this one was definitely one of the ones I could skip over more often. I It, it, the, was, it was okay. The one thing I liked in this one was that, that guitar. The, yeah. The, it's got like, um, I don't know what he's doing. I know how to do it, but I can't think of it, like what it's called. It's got kind of like that, uh, <sighs> there's there's a Maroon 5 song that's like that. 
Oh, it's This Love. This Love. They're from their, their good album, Sunday Morning, or Songs About Jane or something I like that. I don't think I've listened to Maroon 5. It's the one like, with all their like first hits on it. You're like, Sunday morning, rain is falling. The radio rock shit. This love has taken its toll. That song. That's the song that I'm thinking of with that guitar okay. in it. Okay. Where it's like... The, I'll take your word for it. That song. Um, it's got kind of that kind of a, like a style of riff where it's like a... Um, quick picking and, and muting in between okay. each like okay scrum. yeah i know what part you're talking about in this song. yeah i fucking love that shit that yeah. got me going other than that the song is kind of garbage but yeah it was it was just okay. it actually was it, it this one was definitely a story heavy song oh yeah obviously it's called the church of the techno christ i was expecting techno and i'm glad i didn't get it <laughs> are you the bad guy say it say it yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um Beck and Fire. Beck and Fire. Okay. My first thought when I heard this, because usually what I'll do is I'll write my first thought down and then kind of like then kind of get go, into it more. Yeah, so can we just start a song normally? <laughs> this sounds like sleep music. Yeah. <laughs> this just it like it like it's not bad. Yeah. But it's just like, this is music I listen to when I go to sleep. Because obviously I'm not going to listen to, you know, like, Slavic metal when I try and go to sleep. Taryn. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I just, like... And also, why does this... Why do all these songs start so weird? It's never just, like, yeah, an I opening know. riff. It's, it's never, like, a drum pattern or anything at the beginning. It's always, like... An some... animal noise. A burbling, like... <laughs> hey, Swamp Ass. Swamp Ass. Dear Swamp Ass. We should put that on a t-shirt. I don't think we're allowed to. I think they would probably be able to be like, hey, uh, you're using one of our lyrics to sell merch. It's three lyrics or three words. Yeah, but then they would see this video and be like, see, they got it from reviewing our music. Yeah, they can go fuck themselves. Yeah, that'd be like saying like, oh, I'll I, can, I can sell shirts that say Motley Crue on it. It's just two words. Well, depends on how you spell it. I think they yeah. do have their way of spelling yeah, it true. trademarked. So check one for the boys okay, back home. Okay. Fine. I'll sell shirts that say slayer. <laughs> Literally just one word. Slay her. Slay her. <laughs> All right. So back and fire. Yeah. Like what what were your thoughts on? It? This is the 4 minute song so we're getting back yeah, in the yeah, range we're getting, of good. Yeah, we're getting back in the normal music. I mean, I liked it, but it was definitely nothing like stand out that special to me. No, it yeah, just... it definitely wasn't. And yeah, it's called Back and Fire. What was this part of the story about? Um this is where he is depressed because he realized he could find happiness all along and he didn't need the pink lemonade and he didn't need to like essentially ruin his life by drinking the pink lemonade so it's a lot of just like lament for his like past decisions and like mm-hmm. how he just fucked up and wish he could go back to normal yeah and so we're going to the next song happy days previous song uh, best song on the album on the previous song i said can we get a song that starts normally and then, yes, we can with the next one. Happy days, man. That's got a fucking, like, bluesy rock oh, shit going yeah, on to it. Oh, yeah, it does. I dig it, man. Yeah, I'm in it. It's such groovy, a bro. good song. It's groovy, bro. It slaps ass cheeks like farts um, spanking out of my asshole. Then what really pissed me off is they try to ruin it by slowing the song down. But then they're smart and they only have that for a short while and they bring it yep. back up for, like, a, a few bars yeah you know and it's back to the normal like like blues like it's actually like that's a single man yeah 
It's just five minutes and 38 seconds. That's not too long. Okay, that's on the longer side for me. It's on the longer side, but it's not too long. It's not nine and a half minutes, all right? That's like... That is like... That's like saying... Dude, he only only put a finger in your ass, all right? Hitler only killed eight million Jews. Stalin killed 50. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's what you're saying. That's what I think about nine and a half minute long songs. They're the Joseph Stalin of songs. So so you're saying that Happy Days is Hitler. All right. Yeah. And I love Happy Days. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. But yeah, it's, it's the best song in the album. It is so good. Oh, it's a great <laughs> song, man. It is a it is it is the best song in the album. We both agree his, with that. His vocal work on it too is so good. Yes, man. It Definitely, is. like, I understand why the song's not like just like widely known. Like, this is a song that I feel like should be like heard by more people. That and Seeds of Gold. Oh yeah, Seeds of Gold is also good, but like this one's definitely like. Why why aren't people like just it's, listening it's, to this? It's because it's it's not played on the radio. It's yeah. it's Yeah. It's five and a half minute song. Have you ever listened to a five and a half minute song on the radio? No. It's it's um, two to four minutes at most. I remember there was a radio station that refused to play songs that were longer than three minutes. So this band had a song that was like three minutes, like ten seconds long or something, and the studio said no. So they resubmitted it and when they wrote in the run runtime they said two minutes seventy seconds. And the studio played it. Let oh let that be a representation of human stupidity. The music industry. Yeah. Entertainment <clears throat> industry. It's it's a fucking joke. Yeah. Because great bands like Closure in Moscow get no fucking recognition. How many Spotify listeners do they have? Oh, it's like 300,000. They do well. Oh, really? Yeah. They don't even have... Oh, wait, oh, wait, wait. No, no, no. They're under 100,000. What am I talking about? I thought they were like 20,000. Yeah. 82. Oh, 82,000. Okay. Because yeah. they don't even but, have like an about me on there. But their following loves them. Seeds of Gold has 2.5 million listens. Yeah. Damn, son. Um, Sweetheart, which is uh, the song we'll be doing our short review of, mm-hmm. uh, has also has 2 million listens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next song I is... Penku the... Remonado. But they put it in there in the Japanese yeah. lettering. What yeah. is it called? Kaiji? Yeah. Is that how you pronounce that? I think so. I'm probably mispronouncing that. Yeah. Um, but the Japanese alphabet, they use that and they put yeah. pink. Pink lemonade. It's a pen- Penku Remonado, I think. All right. Or um, Penku Remonade. And I'm just going to say, what the fuck? This is some Nintendo bullshit. <laughs> it starts with like a Nintendo like. Yeah. It's the post credit scene. Like it's just. For what? Scott Pilgrim versus the world? What the fuck? Why is this a video game? For the story that just happened. The acid trip, man? Yeah. Is that not what you hear after an acid trip? I would like to refer to like 10 minutes ago when I said I've never done acid, <laughs> yeah. nor do I really care to. Yeah. Oh, so you're That's saying... That's probably why me and my ex broke up. So, too, you're, saying, so you're saying if you uh, were at home and the girl that you were in a relationship and love just was like, oh yeah, I brought two tabs of acid home. That, You'd be like, um, I feel like we should talk about this before we just like 
bring acid into the house? That is literally word for word what I said to her. Yeah. Because that happened. Yes. And then she kept it in the freezer. And then she asked me, hey, is it okay if I use this in the house? And I'm just like, yeah, but if you break my TV, you're going to fucking pay for it. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's... You don't know what a trip's going to be, man. All I know is that when my fucking dad and stepmom did it, they just listened to the Beatles for hours on end. Yeah, but you never know what it's going to be. That's the whole thing. Like, you don't know you're going to have a good trip or something. My favorite one was, like, you don't want to, like, when you're tripping, you don't want to think your your head is an orange and try to peel it. <laughs> yeah, I suppose you don't. Um. Yeah, so this is the credits thing that you were talking about. We yeah. don't really need to go into that because there is no music that's yeah, being it's, made. Yeah, it's not really a song. So... I feel like I shit on the album a lot in my review that there's a lot of weird tempo changes and all this stuff. And I didn't like it. But overall, the album is fucking perfect. Yeah. It, everything is, is, is well written, well played. There's nothing wrong with it. It's well produced. It is immaculate. Yeah. It is, it is perfect. When you listen to it, there's then, nothing wrong with anything. There's not like a. Oh, they it, should have done. It's literally just like a movie. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's it an, is. It's a one-hour-long movie. It's an episode of Black Mirror. Let's yeah. be real. That that's what this album is. It's like an episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. And it's, it's perfect. I, I kept listening to it and being like, "Fucking! I can't believe I got to listen to this." But, damn, I get to listen to this. Yeah, like once you get into the album it's like oh shit this is like awesome yeah there's like some good songs but then like you know goes away and something slow happens but then it comes back it, and you're like yeah it, this one is almost like in retrospect kind of bad for how we review albums because it's not about the songs it's about the album yeah it's about the album as a whole yeah. And, like yeah and, we could complain nine and a half minute song really well yeah it's a nine and a half minute song it's a one hour album you're there for the one hour. You're not Is there for... Is it an hour the... long? Yeah. That was like 40 minutes or something. No, it's a, exactly right at one hour. One hour, zero minutes. You sure about that? I don't think so. One hour, zero minutes. Oh, damn. But yeah, so like, you're not there for nine and a half minutes. You're there for an hour. Like, you're not listening to that one song to listen to that you're one You're not going to be like, ah, I got 20 minutes to kill. I'll, yeah. You know, I'm going to go put this... Or I got 20 minutes, I'm going to do this thing for 20 minutes, and I'm going to listen to this album. No. This is... This is, I'm going to take acid. Unless you're listening to, like, Seeds of Gold, uh, Happy, Happy Days. Days, or probably Neoprene. I could listen on some. Neoprene, Byzantine. Yeah. Yeah, But maybe. then, like, other than that, there's not really any of the songs that are like, all right, time to throw the Brahmatron song on. Like, you know. If I ever heard that goddamn name again. <laughs> that's why I picked it out of the, the list. The Brahmatron song. Yeah. So... What is your final rating of So the It's album? not really my cup of tea. I know it wasn't going to be. But it is done so immaculately well. Like I cannot say enough that it is done perfectly, man. Yeah. I honestly do not know understand how more people have not heard of this band. I'm giving it a, a an a, an eight and a half. I'm giving it a nine. Okay. Cause 
I'm in the exact same boat as you. There is nothing to change about, but it's definitely more my cup of tea. Because I love bands like Coheed and Cambria. Like, that super, like, prog kind of sound. Like, the really weird guitar riffs and, like, weird key changes and stuff like that. And, like, this is, I mean, just bizarre a- chord choices. And the, like, kind of, like, higher ranged, like, more feminine sounding vocal. He definitely gets a lot... He's a lot more radio sounding than Coheed and Cambria, where like his voice is a lot more like for the masses. Mm-hmm. So it is really surprising that like yeah, Coheed and Cambria has been around longer, has made more music than them, but it's really surprising that they are not bigger than Coheed and Cambria, because Coheed has like I think a million monthly listeners. They're a big successful band. These guys are still like supporting acts to bigger bands when they tour. So it's like, I don't understand how these guys are not bigger. That's that's what shocks yeah. me, man, because it's done so immaculately well. I looked into this um, this band a little bit, and it was telling me that um, I think it was their first album. They sold, like, each one of them. There's, like, six or seven members, I think yeah. it was. They all sold their cars so they could get the uh, guy who produced... Dance Gavin Dance. Dance Gavin Dance albums to come uh, out to Australia and produce their first album. So yeah. it's like... They threw their lives into the music. And they need to be fucking rewarded, man. Yeah. Like, fucking... I know we have no fucking audience, but go listen to these fucking guys. Yeah, like... It I, is fucking... I, I'm so excited to hear what comes next out of them. Because their first album is... It's still Prague, but it's definitely... Um, nowhere near as well done as like a unique challenging kind of album like this one where like this one's definitely a lot weirder their first album was like kind of like uh, more on the pop rock side which is weird because bands usually start weird then normalize out Yeah, they started out like kind of normalized and then we're like now it's time to do some weird shit it's kind of like what Kevin Feige is doing with Marvel you know, like, now we have Shang-Chi and stuff coming out where he's just off the side, like, time to get weird with this. <laughs> Talking raccoon and tree? Make that movie. Guardi- Guardians was weird when it oh, first came out. Oh, yeah, but now it's, like, normal. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> definitely, like, not the the weirdest thing out there. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I, I definitely, like, liked it. I can see the good in it. Yeah. And yeah, I give it a good eight and a half yeah, out of ten. That, that's high for you. Out of four. Well, that's a B so far. It's a B. Yeah. It's good. But yours is a nine out of ten on a bell curve. Yeah. Fucking math like, nerd. Like, I'm not trying to be like, you know, like, oh, they're underground. I don't like mainstream. But these guys should be mainstream. That's the problem. <laughs> the Shire Frodo garbage. The Shire Frodo bullshit. <laughs> Alright, so do you have anything else to talk about the album? I mean Um I can't really think of anything else for that. So um, then I believe it's time to <coughs> figure out what are we listening to for the next week. For the next week? Yeah. So I thought about giving you something weird. <laughs> that, you you that... listened to the Brahmatron song and you're just like Fuck I'm gi- I'm giving him garbage. <laughs> I was gonna give you something that I think I'm going to save for later. Look I was going through it. I'm not going to make you listen to a Taylor Swift or a Beatles album. Until you really fuck me up. Until I give you uh, that band I was listening to in the living room. 
that oh that oh, oh Alex terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's with Russians and giving themselves like Alex the Terrible, Ivan the Terrible, bullshit names like that? I don't know. Well, it's just Alex Terrible, not Alex the Terrible. Mm, well, short for oh, okay. Alex the Terrible. Oh, okay. uh, you know, Vlad the Impaler. So I was gonna go with something that was gonna be kind of like you know, soul, you know. Yeah. But then I'm like, you know what? No, we should really have some fun with this one. Uh oh. Uh, I don't like fun. Yeah, you do. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go with a classic album from 1986. Oh, that's this, not that's not as old as I was expecting. I was expecting you to say like 1930s or something, like something just right? really. Fucking... They didn't do albums back then. They just released singles on the old tin can that they sang into for the radio. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> what they were poor back then. Yeah. Everyone was poor in the right. 30s. It was a Great Depression. All right, I'm eager. All right. It is a classic album from 1986. It is called Licensed to Ill by the Beastie Boys. I'm familiar with this album. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think there's a yeah. few songs on there that you might not have heard or, or listened to, but I definitely want to get your take on this because I'm learning a lot more about you and your music taste than I thought that I knew because I just assumed you liked every band that was on Warp Tour. Yeah, that was kind of why I knew. Uh, eventually, I'll have to give you a Warp Tour band. Just an old. You sc- did just now. They are not a Warp Tour band. They played Warp Tour, but they're not a. Warped I mean, we Tour listened band. to Panic. We've listened to Paramore. Neither of them are Warp Tour bands, but they were on Warp Tour. Like, yeah, they played Warp Tour. Therefore, like, they are a Warp Tour band. No, like Warp Tour band is a very specific kind of post-hardcore metalcore. Like Sleeping with Sirens, Warp Tour band. Oh yeah, Bear Miss Tooth. May I. Warp Tour band. What's the and that's the two Memphis ends of the spectrum. Mayfire. Yeah, that's a Warp Tour band. Let me let's name Warp Tour bands. Um, um, Attack Attack. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh fuck! I went to one Warp Tour man. Ca- Breathe Carolina. Oh, that's a that's an old Warp Tour <laughs> band, man. <laughs> it's been a while since I went to one. Get some fist to... bumping going on this fucking. There was podcast. a beach ball. I remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was during summer. <laughs> what was another one? Oh. Asking Alexandria. Asking Alexandria. Oh, old uh, Ask Alexandria Warp Tour band. S- abandon all ships. <laughs> what? Peak Warp Tour band. <laughs> oh, praise, I did it. praise I did it. be. I did it. We'll end with that one because that was a good one. Apparently, that is, that I didn't know a, that. That is a terrible band. Really? That I What's loved. the one that Kellen Quinn's in? Sleeping with Sirens. Sleeping with Sirens. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um. All right, so, so next week next we will week be is, listening to License to Ill by the BC Boys. Yes, yeah, this will be a fun one because it's not going to be difficult for us to review like this one was, like uh, you know, for music wise. Yeah, but it's I think it's going to be it's going to bring us out of our music element of how that this music is made. Oh yeah, because like this is hip hop. Yeah, this is the early stages of like what ended up becoming modern hip-hop like because modern hip-hop they have like you know machines they have yeah. things where they can make sounds this is like they made the sounds yeah and it's a band which is weird yeah that's like, the other thing too is the beast was is a band like they would yeah. play the shit live with instruments it's like yeah. wait what yeah so and it's got some classic songs on it too so yeah uh like a, i'm i think i saw no sleep till brooklyn on the yeah list, which is which is great when two white kids from the west coast sing it no sleep till 
Brooklyn. All right. <laughs> it's gonna oh, be. Man. It's gonna take us like three days to drive to Brooklyn from here. Yeah. No sleep. <laughs> or just one plane ride, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but I'd sleep on the plane. Oh, okay. All right. So this has been surprisingly music. Check us out on surprisingly sober, where we'll talk about girls, life problems, aliens, masturbation, uh, lots of masturbation. Um, and more um, masturbation. Facial hair, body hair. I want to talk about body hair. Okay, that's weird. I got a thing that I want to talk about too on this week's Surprisingly Sober podcast. But um, check us out there. Yep. We're at Surprisingly uh, Twit. Twit Surprising on Twit. Twitter. If you want to follow us there for some weird reason. Or Taryn he, will post I need to, memes and I'll repost memes. I need to log into the Instagram at some point. No, you don't. That's mine. Dude, you you post like mom memes on Twitter. I can post stuff on fucking Instagram. Okay, fine. Post memes there. No, I'm not gonna post memes. I'm gonna so, post pictures of my cock. You can't do that. I've already tried. <laughs> they took it down. We have no followers. It's fine. No, we don't. People um, have to report it to get in trouble. That's true. Um, so yeah, check us out there. And then, yeah, tell people about the podcast. Yes, yeah. and we like, we like doing this, and we'll keep doing it whether you like it or not. And listen to Closure in Moscow, Pink Lemonade. Yeah, they really deserve to be listened to. Yeah, I really, I, I if you somehow hear us, go listen to them. Yeah. tell other people to listen to them. It if they play Seattle or Portland, like in the near future, I'm fucking going. Like I'm never getting out of the pandemic, Taryn. Don't worry, they'll never come here. Damn it. And on that sad note. All right. This is us, r slash signing signing off. off.